Start with the things that you don't like to do. If you don't like to do something, you're not passionate about it, it's probably not directly supporting your goals, and you're probably not very good at it. Your EA probably does enjoy doing that thing, and they can probably do it a lot faster and better than you can. You know, as EAs, we want to support you. We want to make things easier and better for you. So that's how we're fulfilled in our role. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, the COO of Belay. Together, we are T and LZ. We have known each other since 2005 and have worked together for a decade, growing a 100% remote business from startup to being recognized on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list for six years running. Yes, and LZ and I have learned a lot along the way and have made some great friends and partners. For one next step, we are cashing in some favors to bring you episodes filled with excellent content delivered by some talented people. And we may have a thing or two to add ourselves. One Next Step is here to help you on your leadership journey. Each week, we release a new episode answering your questions about running an organization. We will always highlight one next step for you to take immediate action and include an activation guide that reinforces what you've heard. We are so excited you're with us today. In this episode, we want to help you better lead your organization by learning to leverage your executive assistant in more effective ways. Here to join us for this conversation are none other than our very own executive assistants, Kate and Melissa. They are ready to help us unpack the ways their support has made all the difference to the way we lead. Oh my gosh, that's right, T. There is definitely no I in this team. They have helped us navigate through the good, the bad, and the ugly. We wouldn't be able to lead our organization well without the support and leadership of our own executive assistants. It's easy to find yourself in the weeds of running your business, but knowing the right time to lean into your team is essential to maximizing your organization's growth. In this episode, we will share ways to effectively leverage your VA so that you can get better organized and lead with more freedom. Our guests today, Kate and Melissa, are the best EAs in the business. They help keep the Belay train on track and running smoothly. As they directly support the two of us, the CEO and COO of Belay, they specialize in what it means to delegate, how to stay organized, and how to lead a leader. They are here to share their secrets and tips for how they keep everything, especially us, (laughs) moving smoothly in the right direction so that we have the freedom to lead. So let's dive in. Welcome, Melissa and Kate, to the podcast. Thank you. It's so fun to be here with you guys. Thanks for having us. Yes, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited. But before we get started... I'm going to totally put you on the spot and I'm going to ask you each (laughs) to share a fun or interesting fact about yourself and your leader. So LZ or I. So I can't wait to hear what this is. And we have no idea what they're going to say. Come on, surprise us. Let's go. (laughs) Well, I'll go first. So I guess an interesting fact about me, I have been to 40 countries, most of which by myself, which is pretty cool. 
I uh, lived overseas Very for cool. a little bit. Yeah, love to travel. And then fun fact about LZ. It's actually about both of us. We both love Disney. And I think both of us wish we could be princesses. <laughs> yes. That's so true. Totally wait, 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 but, I, but I think you actually might be. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I am. I think I am a princess. Don't tell me that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yes, that's so true. Funny. <laughs> so how about you, Melissa? Well, I am currently training to um, run the Grand Canyon from rim to rim to rim. So all the way to the other side and back. I'll be doing that in May of next year. That's crazy. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Exciting. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. And Trisha is a very good dancer. <laughs> We've been at some events, and I've been very impressed with her moves. Well, this is true. Thank you. This is so thank true. She's you. a great dancer. Yes, I love she's that. a great dancer. I love busting a move. You're very good at it. Thank you. Oh, that is super, super fun. Thank you guys again for joining us. So I want to know, actually not me. Our listeners want to know, we get this question all the time, especially at events. Those leaders who are entering this journey with an executive assistant for the first time always want to know, what is the first thing that a leader can delegate? And, um, you know, really, how do you help get a leader out of the weeds? So first thing, get them out of the weeds. What can you do? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, start with the things that you don't like to do. If you don't like to do something, um, you're not passionate about it. It's probably not, you know, directly supporting your goals um, and you're probably not very good at it. So the thing is that your EA probably does enjoy doing that thing um, and they can probably do it a lot faster and better than you can. So get those things off your plate. Your EA will you know, as EAs, we want to support you. We want to make things easier and better for you. So that's how we're fulfilled in our role is when you hand those things off to us. So I think just start with the things that you don't want to do anymore. Absolutely. And I think the simple tasks, right? Like the calendaring, automatically that should be off your plate day one. That is something you can very easily hand over, give clear direction. LZ, when I started, you had a great spreadsheet of these are the colors that <laughs> yes. I like. This is how I like it to look. This is how I don't like it to look. Um, and really laying that platform at the beginning um, makes it so much easier. You know, just taking that one big chunk off off the plate. Uh, that was the first thing. I mean, to me, that's the biggest thing is the calendar. If I could never touch my calendar again. Although sometimes I'm in there and Melissa has to smack me, <laughs> give me a little, t- little t- tap and say, what's going on in here? Um, this Kate is- always says it's like adult Jenga. Right? No, no, adult Tetris. <laughs> Tetris. <right? laughs> yeah. Two people trying to put the blocks in the same place. Yeah, so I have to yeah. be mindful or I have to make sure if I'm sticking something on there that I'm chatting her simultaneously. Otherwise, we're double booking things. But yeah, calendar is the, the thing for me that I was like, please on your first day, take this away from me. Yeah, And just because you guys can do those things, you're absolutely capable, does not mean that you should do those things. Mm -hmm. Because you need the time to be able to focus on the vision, the bigger things going on in the company. So those little tasks, calendaring, talking to people that you don't need to be talking to, those are great ways to start. 
Because like Melissa said, we as assistants, we want to make you guys look good. We want to be burden lifters. We don't want to impede what you're doing. We want to help. That's part of our good assistant. That's part of Mm -hmm. our innate Mm -hmm. character is to be helpers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good too. Like as a leader, I can remember so often and still do putting things on my calendar because a lot of leaders will say, I can do that. Here's what you don't do though. You're not the one following up and making sure that that appointment you have two weeks from now is actually going to show up at the restaurant with you. Right. <laughs> like you're probably, you, you're right. You're, it's really easy to throw it on your calendar, but are you confirming? Mm-hmm. Do you have all the right details? Do you know where you're supposed to show up at? Like those are some really key elements that I know has just been such a gift for me that whatever's on my calendar, I know that Kate has double checked it. If I'm supposed to be somewhere, I have all the details on how to do that. And the person that I'm going to meet with has been confirmed. And so that's a that's something that I, I don't think a lot of leaders do when they manage their own calendar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a great segue into kind of the next thing we wanted to talk about is literally, like you've mentioned already, uh, that you guys are the protectors of our time. Really. It sounds like, I mean, there should be a cape. <laughs> and there should be a stance <laughs> with hands on hips, like, right? You are the protectors yeah. of our time. Because time is the only resource that's limited for us. Mm-hmm. And time seems to be the thing that most leaders run out of. So being the protectors of our time, you know, calendar, of course, is the first thing that comes to mind. So I would say for both of you, like tips that you could share on how you protect your leader's time and how another assistant or a leader can leverage an assistant to help protect their calendar and their time. Yeah, I think it's having that conversation again up front of what is your leader's ideal week. There are seasons when it, it's just not feasible because of other things going on in the company. No. <laughs> right? No, that never happens. You have your ideal week every week. Every week. <laughs> But trying to, you know, I've I've started trying to block times when I see them of just focus time for LZ to be able to have a chunk and it's either a full morning or a full afternoon that I do everything in my power <laughs> to not put a meeting there. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, all depends on the week. But really finding those moments that I can just save and protect for her because meetings can be great but at the end of the day you guys still need to do things and to not be in meetings so that's one thing I know I try to do yeah I agree I think the ideal work week really helps um, for the EA to understand the leader's goals and priorities um, and just ensure that there's enough time in the week to do all the things that are necessary or important and you know with Trisha's ideal work week if something comes up that doesn't fit into it Um, then I look at how we can either push it out or delegate it or eliminate it altogether. So, um, you know, if it doesn't fit in that ideal work week that, you know, she shouldn't be doing it within that week. And so that really in and of itself helps to protect her time. Yeah. And I like one of the things that you do, Melissa, that really helps me is sometimes I'm requested to participate in a meeting, whether it's inside ballet or with a partner or peers and, um, Melissa does a really good job of challenging me to say like, there's no time for you to do this this week. But really, should you? I mean, wouldn't this be a great meeting for Krisha, our VP of HR, to be in instead of you? So mm-hmm. I like that Melissa really helps hold me accountable 
to be mindful of actually where I put myself and where I need to be, because there are probably things that, I mean, I think as a leader, I'm supposed to be in all the things. I think we all think that it's a kind of a curse of ours. We think we should be in all the things. And if we're asked to be in something, that means we should be there because somebody's asking for our presence. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to turn that down and say no sometimes, but, you know, using your assistant as really an accountability partner to really say, you actually don't need to do mm-hmm. this. And why don't you, why doesn't this other executive in the company handle it? Or we'll record it and you can listen to it on fast forward, you know, at the end. And, and so um, I think that that's been super helpful because if sometimes if I was left to my own devices, I'd probably overcommit myself. Yeah. I like it too. One of the things that Kate and I did is I have a, um, I know it's not talked about often. I do overlay them, but I have a personal calendar. And so because at Belay, we use the G Suite and my personal calendar is in Google as well, I'm able to give access to Kate on my personal calendar through Belay, and then I can turn it on or off. So it overlays on top of each other. You know, you you guys don't care which is sheet day at my house or those kinds of silly things. Yeah, we there. do. <laughs> we want to know what's for dinner. <laughs> yes. Sheet day is Sunday. Like, but, um, but so what she does, though, is I need my family to be very connected to what I'm doing, especially because we're a remote organization and we work from home. And so like podcast production days, like today, I let my entire family know that this is going on in our home. And Kate automatically makes sure that they're invited to that. And so because she can see really what my whole life is she can tell me, you don't have the energy to have this extra meeting at four o'clock because you're supposed to go with your daughter, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever that is. And so having that bigger picture of who I am, I'm not just LZ who only works, you know, I'm, I'm LZ who is a mom and, and a wife. And so she's just really helps me keep all that in perspective and make sure that I'm taking care of myself too. Yeah, I love that. I think, you know, leveraging an assistant to help you with your whole person mm-hmm. has been a game changer. It's something that initially when I, you know, I had my first assistant years ago, it was very much just focused on work, Trisha. But now um, having Melissa help with all of Trisha <laughs> has been has been a gift to me as well. And I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head with that one, LZ, is that, you know, there are things that we do personally that also take energy. And the last thing we want to do is be depleted by four o'clock because we just sat in five meetings and now we're supposed to go spend time with our children or our spouses and we're just exhausted. So pacing ourselves as a whole person, so important. I mean, Kate and Melissa, you guys are leading us, you know, and we have to be willing to come with open palms. And when you say, no, you can't do this meeting, (laughs) say, yes, ma'am, you're right, I can't. So what are some tips really, or some advice that you could give perhaps another EA who's saying like, how do you lead your leader? Because I think that that's actually a real problem some EAs have. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think understanding your leader's goals and priorities is really important to, you know, helping to keep them on track with that, keep their eye on the prize. Um, So being intentional about sitting down maybe quarterly with them and understanding what their 
current goals and priorities are, and then, um, you know, holding them accountable and doing things like blocking time on their calendar. Like I have time on Trisha's calendar monthly um, for her vision planning for Belay, because that's something that would never happen if it, you know, I didn't block time for that. Those are the kind of intangible things that are easy to kind of just get pushed out. And so doing those things to where you're helping to hold your leader accountable and um, protect their time to be able to achieve those goals. Yeah, that's funny. We had a another EA start this week. So I got to meet with her and she asked a very similar question. And I said, you know, it's it's really setting it up in, on the front end, really starting out strong with the communication, with the expectations, and figuring out how you communicate with each other, what works best for you, because it's not going to be the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, holding them accountable, quote unquote, calling them out <laughs> when maybe they <laughs> are doing something they shouldn't. For example, <laughs> great example from this week. <laughs> True. Please. You're going to give it Totally. No. <laughs> totally on me, too. I made a mistake. I put PTO incorrectly on the calendar and Elsie corrected me as she should. But then she said, well, I'll, you know, I've just gone in and changed it. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I can do that. I will fix <laughs> my mistake. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. And so really yeah. catching them in those moments of, again, just because you can do it does not mean that you should do it. And I know myself, like I made the mistake. I will absolutely fix it. But letting them know, hey, thank you for telling me that I made a mistake because I don't want to do that wrong again and giving that feedback Mm -hmm. um, and giving it in a very nice and gracious way. But you let me go in then and fix it and you didn't have to waste your time doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I love, um, what I hope, you know, if, if there's any assistance out there listening to this episode can take from this is that you guys really do a great job at emulating what it means to lead administratively mm-hmm. and that you're proactive and you don't wait to be delegated to. So yeah. I think there's mm-hmm. this subset or this idea, this myth that for a VA, I, I'm I'm sitting and I'm waiting for my leader to tell me what I'm supposed to do to help them now. And you do not live in that category, right? Like a true excellent ex- executive assistant is really not waiting to be delegated to but however, seeing where there are gaps, where there's work, looking ahead and being so proactive to say, hey, I know you have this thing three weeks from now. Let me start a presentation or I see you're going to take a vacate. Let me reschedule meetings now. So you guys are um, I think that's what makes you, in my opinion, the best of the best is mm-hmm. that um, you really have the vision for um, leading forward and getting out of like what's happening today. Because for us as leaders, being able to look ahead is where we need to be. And if you're already there with us, what a blessing. Yeah, definitely. Our, your, your goal as an EA should be to really take the thinking out of everything for your leader. If they're still having to think about it, to delegate it to you, that's kind of only halfway supporting them. Um, it's still on their mind. They're still having to worry about it. So really getting one step ahead of them to where you're worrying about it before they even think about it um, is really the ultimate goal as an assistant. Yeah. I mean, as we are starting to plan all of the next 12 months. So like you guys getting ahead of us is such a blessing because I don't get to live in today. 
I, you know, am here in the moment, but my brain is already 12 and 18 months out. You know, we're planning our business three years out. And so the more that, you know, you can empower your EA as a leader, the more that you can really reap the benefits of having one be your partner. Yeah. And I think it, you know, for the leader, it boils down to truly empowerment, right? Like permission. Mm -hmm. Like you guys know you have permission to say, no, 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 don't you touch that. Or no, you shouldn't have done that. Or no, I'm going to do that for you. Or no, you should not do that. So I think like really the fact that you've been empowered and have the permission to hold us accountable makes all the difference. Because I think if you didn't feel that way, I don't know if you'd be able to be as successful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the communication tool, like like Kate said in the beginning, is such a key. Kate and Melissa, you know, started around the same time. And so they've been with us now almost two years. And, you know, there's still refinement, just like with any great relationship, there's a refinement that has to happen because you have new things that you might not have done before. And so you're always having to communicate or your life changes. You know, my kids are at a different stage now than they were, Kate, when you started serving me. (laughs) Like, it's crazy to think about that journey we've been on. And I think so often leaders just assume that it's a one and done. Like, hey, I'm going to tell them this, and then it's always going to to be the same. And that's not the case because with it, you know, just like my life is changing, Kate's is changing too. And I want to keep encouraging her and helping her grow. So I'm always giving her harder and harder things to do. (laughs) Like a rise to the challenge because even our responsibilities grow and rise as our organization grows. So what we're doing today, whether if, even if you're in the same position and your position might not have changed, if your organization is growing, then you're doing more than you did two years ago. So there's a constant evolution of resetting expectations and resetting things. I mean, we we do that quarterly. Kind of like, okay, what's, mm-hmm. you know, what about now? And how about now? Because <laughs> right. it's, it's an evolution of growth. Yeah. I know we have a lot more to share, but I think this is a great kind of stopping point for episode one. So um, if you guys don't mind, could you like hang around maybe and we could continue the conversation and and really dive in a little bit deeper on how this relationship works and and how you guys are able to serve us and, you know, back at you, how we can empower and serve you guys. So you you okay with that? I would love that. All right, so now it's time for the one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure taking action isn't overwhelming to you. So with each episode, we're gonna offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. And today's next step is to download this episode's activation guide, which is a tip sheet called 25 Things to Delegate to Your Assistant. We've curated a list of simple ways that help you get things off your plate and in your EA's hands. Use this list to empower your team and get a jump start on your organization's growth. Absolutely. To download it now, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. When you request today's guide, you'll also receive a summary of today's episode, which includes key quotes and takeaways and links to resources mentioned in the episode.
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you enjoyed it and that you will join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.